Hello and welcome to the Messages and Methods Livecast Live 2.0 Livestream Podcast, hosted by Encore Entrepreneurs, Shelley Carney and Toby Eunice. We inspire excitement for content creation and marketing your brand and business while answering all your technology and digital marketing questions. Join us as we interview experts who share their knowledge and experience to provide actionable tips to land more clients, nurture leads, and position yourself as an expert in your industry. Chat with Shelley and Toby live every Wednesday on YouTube or Facebook. Hello and welcome to Messages and Methods. I am Shelley Carney. Tonight we're going to be talking about why your live stream video isn't attracting viewers. <laughs> and we should know because <laughs> we have some of those. Man, we have some of that experience, don't we? Yeah. Um, uh, why am I not getting this now? Go ahead. I'm do ignore me. Okay. <clears throat> so, uh, well, <laughs> it's hard to have a conversation if you're not here. What are you doing? I'm looking for my live stream. Well. Okay. Anyway, we are live. And uh, we are on our new time, 5 o'clock p.m. Mountain Daylight Time. And uh, we have started today, because it's the first week of May, uh, we started our new times. You know, we like to do that in May, it seems like, May or June. We end up having uh, some changes. So we started this show at 5 o'clock. We'll have our next show. Our uh, news and views will be at 7 p.m. And then again, uh, we'll have another one of those on Saturday night at 7 p.m. So how do you feel about these these new changes? Well, I think it's always good to try new things when um, you're not completely satisfied with, you know, what kind of response you're getting. You have to try different things, see what's going to work. Do you think it hurts us to experiment so much? I don't think we experiment that much. I mean, you only do it every few months, mm -hmm. you know. I mean, we've been on the same time, on the same day for <coughs> a good six months. So it's not like we change a lot. Yeah. yeah. You're okay with it? Yeah. Oh. Aren't you? Yeah, I'm happy with it. Okay. Yeah. Um. Uh, so I didn't open the show flow for this show. Do you want me to? We don't use a show flow for this show because we have slides. That's right. I forgot. That's right. So, but um, can do those. You want to go to the slides? Yeah, right. unless you wanted to have any news or anything. I don't, I don't have any news. Uh, I mean, and there's things that I want to talk about this evening on tonight's show. Okay. Yes. So I do want we'll to tell. Um, I do want to tell folks that um, if you would please like, share, and subscribe our video. I'm going to make that short. I'm going to give you the long speech because I'd like to get into this presentation. I would also like to mention that the super chat light is lit. So if you'd like to make a contribution to our little experience here, you're welcome to do that. Go down to the bottom of the chat window. There's a stylized but great out dollar sign. Click on that dollar sign and the good folks at YouTube will walk you through making a contribution to our project, which we really like. Uh, messages and methods banner. We're going to get rid of that. We're going to get rid of that. And we're going to go to comments. There you go. Debbie's in the room. And Sparky, Sparky Sparks. Sparky says hello, Shelly. Welcome. Thank you for being here. Tonight, once again, we're talking about something that's part of the live cast lifestyle, and that is putting on a good show, right? Having a lot of energy, a fun show, something that people enjoy, something that people want to show up for because then they can interact with you as host. Uh, what we're going to cover in tonight's presentation is our live stream studio essentials, what you must have in place to make it easy and frictionless to put on a good show. And then we're going to talk about live show planning, including our show flow. We'll talk about the apps that we use, including StreamYard, Canva, and Descript. Then we're going to show you some fun extras that we have. Because we use StreamYard, we can add some extra things to the screen. As you see the scroll across the bottom right now, you see that we can use slides very easily. Uh, so we have some other fun extras we'll talk about. And then we're going to talk a little bit about guest recording protocols. And Toby has a story about that. I, have, <clears throat> I actually have more than one story. <laughs> that's but, true. You but I have a, a story that's recent to recent. literally the last week. So you know what? I, I forgot before I do that, I wanted to add the store, the studio.hk studio to the. Um, okay. Well, you go so, ahead and do that. What, change, the, change yeah. the slide for me and then yeah. you can do that. Okay. 
All right. Number one, you want to start off with a consistent work environment. Again, this is your studio, your in-home studio, and uh, we recommend that you have a quiet, comfortable office space, preferably with a door so you can keep out pets and kids and spouses and girlfriends. Uh, gardeners and all the noise that goes on around you. And if you can have it on the part of your house that's the quietest, that's also very helpful. We've seen uh, some people go on a live stream or a live Zoom call and and immediately the gardener starts up with the leaf blower or the lawnmower and uh, you can hear it on their audio. So you want to keep all of those things in mind when you're setting up your space. Uh, you want to make sure it's clean and uncluttered so that when you do enter your space, you're ready to get to work and not have to, you know, move piles of clothes and um, you know, uh, your exercise bike out of the way and all of that. Make it easy to just walk in, have it be clutter free and clean and easy to sit down and get to work. You want everything in good repair and supplied. It's not very helpful if you need to print something out and your printer has been out of ink for two weeks because you keep not ordering a cartridge or <laughs> you don't have paper for it or whatever. So keep it in good repair and supplied so that you're not letting things get in the way of you doing your work again. And boundaries is just basically letting everybody in the house know when I go into my office, I'm doing a show or I'm doing my work. Please don't disturb me unless it's an emergency. So uh, there's a couple of things. Number one, um, when we started all this, we used a, a desktop in the living room of my apartment and it had a laptop and a camera on top of the laptop and a couple of table lamps, literally. So we started small and we've grown into it. I mean, we've been at it together now since 2017. We're going on five years together. So we've made a lot of improvements, but I want you to know what you're going to see tonight. We're going to share our current studio with you. You don't have to start there. You can literally start with a ring light in your telephone. Um, and that's enough to get you started. Um, that's the first thing. Uh, the second thing is I wanted to show you this because I asked about it. Okay, Larry oh. <laughs> says, hello, Toby and Shelly. Shelly, I like your brooch. Well, thank you. It's something my mom made for me. It's made from a zipper. I thought it was just amazing. I looked at it and thought, wait, <laughs> is that a zipper? Shelly's mom made it for me. I take it not recently. That's an older No, yeah. yeah. Yeah, good. No, she's not using both hands yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the other thing that I wanted to mention that, that Shelly suggested is that it's one thing to have your studio set up regularly so you can just walk in. It's another thing to have a closet, and I'm not going to say filled with supplies, but filled with, for example, laser toner, additional lights, the things that you're going to use up. Uh, consumables, I guess is how you describe them. Make sure you purchase the backups to that. So when one of these lights burns out, you can pull it out of the closet, and not have to wait from, uh, for an order from Amazon in order to do that. And then you refill uh, your uh, storage and uh, I mean, your um, supplies in the closet. So that's an important part of staying ahead of the game, I think. That's right. Supplies. <clears throat> supplies. Livestream studio essentials include high speed internet, high speed internet, a quiet dedicated space, which we just talked about, a computer and desktop. So you have horizontal surface for work, a Logitech webcam. And we specify Logitech because we have tried other off brands and they are not as good and you will not be satisfied. Uh, headset and mic and lights. And as you see on the picture, we have uh, all of those things that we suggest in our Amazon kit uh, called Home Studio. And I've put a link in the, um, I'll, I'll add it to the uh, comments, but I've also put a link in this scrolling, the scroll down below the crawl. And uh, you'll see uh, all the studio equipment is recommended on our Amazon store at studio.agkmediastudio. Get it? Studio.agk. Yeah, the dot goes before and after this. I'm going to do it again. I'm going to type it in the chat room so you can go do it if you want. We don't make any money. You don't pay extra for this. We got a commission from uh, Amazon for that. A small one, yeah. Uh, it, we do have other videos that we've put out that go more into depth on all of this equipment. But if you have any questions, put them into the 
chat or the comments, or you can send us an email if there's anything you want to talk more thoroughly about. Um, <coughs> anything else you want to say about no, equipment? No, no, uh, just that if you, you want, make sure you go visit the store just to see some of the things that we're going to talk about later this evening. Mm -hmm. And Toby's going to show you a short video of a walk around our home studio. And for those of you listening on the podcast, you'll be able to hear him describing it. So uh, I, I want to make sure that you guys realize that I, ha I had it easy in terms of building this studio because I had a spare bedroom. Plus, we had already invested some of this equipment. We've made some additional investments since. But you don't have to start here. You don't have to have all this equipment uh, to get started. It gets, you know, what we recommend to our clients is take your time and make little investments at a time. I'm, I'm advising a friend of mine right now who's starting out with a small uh, student desk in her closet. Uh, and she's going to set that up and start there. So that works. All right. Let's, let's uh, play the video, Tobe. Hey, everybody. This is Toby Eunice, and I wanted to share our studio with you. Uh, this studio uh, started out its life as one of the bedrooms in my house, but because I live alone and I only need one guest bedroom, I turned this one into our studio. First thing that you'll notice, of course, are the lights. Those are two um, CFLs, compact fluorescent lights, 125 watts each. They run about $30, but they have a mean time between failure of about 5,000 hours. Uh, those are the original ones that I installed, and they're uh, still here. Uh, in addition to that, I have a second set on the ceiling uh, same wattage, same bulbs, and then I had my son, Jason, who's a metalsmith, build the reflectors around them. And the reason we need that is because we have a, the wall here is painted green. Uh, that's our own green screen, so we don't have to put it up each time. There is a window there, but we have it covered in thick, dense, dark uh, curtains. Um, so behind this, uh, you'll see that there are two audio or, or studio monitors. We use those when we're listening to things that we don't want to have our headsets on. That small printer back there is to print uh, uh, shipping labels. We use Pirate Ship to ship, and that prints the labels for us. We have three monitors, uh, one that's right in front of Shelly's seat, one that is the control monitor where I am, and then I have a third one over here that's a touchscreen, a, a ViewSonic touchscreen. So if I want to share things with you and I want to make them bigger on the screen and things like that, uh, I can do that. We do have two tables. They're made by Husky and I purchased them from um, uh, Home Depot. Uh, the nice thing about them is they're very sturdy. They have a metal base uh, and wheels, as you can see down there. But what's really cool about them is they both have these handles that enable us to raise them as high as standing height or as low as seated height. Our headphones are Audio-Technica BHPS1s. There is, they don't sell these anymore. There is a new version now to BHPS2. We haven't had to buy it because we're happy with these. They do everything we need. They're very good microphones, very good headsets. They're designed to be used by sports broadcasters. So they, um, they block out a lot of ambient noise. This is my favorite toy. It's a Rodecaster Pro. Uh, we've had it now for about three and a half years. And um, it's, the nice thing about it is it's digital. So we get regular updates from Rodecaster that uh, provide improvements and additional features. Uh, and we just love it. I just love it. Um, I, I, I don't, it, it's just the best uh, component for producing quality audio that you can own. Uh, we do have an iPad that we use for monitoring the stream when it's out. That sits in front of us. Uh, the keyboard and wireless are Logitech. I'm, I'm sorry, the keyboard and mouse are wireless from Logitech. Uh, did I tell you our cameras? So we have two Logitech cameras, one in front of us. They're both Logitech 922s. And there's one there that points at us. And then another one here that's kind of stood up right now. Uh, I'll uh, turn it over 90 degrees so that it points down to the table. And that way, if I want to share anything on the desktop with you, I can. That's our little desk. And back there is a Canon color laser printer. So uh, I'm terrible at collecting my wires. You can see that back there. Uh, that's our desktop computer and our one gigabyte um, uh, cable modem. So. I think that's it. If there's any questions you have, please ask them in the chat and I will try to answer them. Uh, we've, you know, we've had this studio now since I moved here basically three years ago. And so we've gone through a lot to get it to this point and we can, we can tell you why we've done what we've done. All right. Thanks.
And that's our studio. Not only can you tell you can we tell you why we've done what we've done, but how we've done it, and why we made those uh, those choices, those the decisions for those selections. So um, we've not only put a lot into it, we've taught ourselves a lot, and we share it with all our clients. And of course, uh, if you were to buy our book, Live Cast Life, um, it's all in there too. So there's lots of detail with uh, all of that. All right. So I'm going to post, if you want to buy our book, you can find it at livecast.livecast.life. Oh. It's okay. also in the, in the scroll. So okay. Well, are you ready to change the slide for me? <clears throat> See if you're going to keep the mouse. You're going to have to do all the things. Yeah, I know. Next, let's talk about live show planning. And, of course, we start with a live show when we do our content creation because – there's less editing. It puts everything out all at once to eight different uh, locations, including Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, and Twitter. Uh, so we start with that live stream for those reasons. Then we have four different types of content from that live stream. We have video, we have audio, we have text, and we have images. So then we can spread those out. But for our live show planning, and the reason that we can get away with that is because we do the planning before we do the show rather than uh, making up for it afterwards through editing. So for live, live show planning, you want to get, put together an attention-grabbing title and description. And that is why the title of today's show sounded a little weird and negative, like why are people not showing up to my live streams? What, what do you mean? Uh, <laughs> well... <laughs> That kind of a title grabs attention from people and they want to know, what What are you talking about? What do you mean? Um, especially if it's a little bit negative, they're going to want to tune in. Now we keep our shows positive, but sometimes you'll see some some of our titles might be sound a little bit negative and it's because it's attention grabbing. It's bringing people in to learn more. Uh, thumbnails, you want to have a bright picture of people's faces and um in something interesting that catches people's eye. But at the same time, remember that it's going to be very small when they see it. So if you have any words on the screen, they should be big, big enough to see. Then we next schedule our show on StreamYard and that puts out a social media post on all of those uh, places where it's going to appear to let people know that it's coming there and what time and they can click on a reminder so that they get some kind of a reminder on their phone or email. Uh, to remind them to be there live for the show. Then we uh, next we get to work on either slides, a show flow, or guest prep, depending on if we're doing a slide presentation like this. We'll put those slides together. It usually takes about an hour. Uh, or if we're not using slides, we'll put a show flow together, and we'll show you what, what one of those is like. Or we'll do guest prep if we have a guest appearing on the show, and we'll tell you more about that in a few minutes. Then we gather up our links that we're going to be using for resources, and uh, if we have a, a call to action, we'll put that together as well. So you don't, you don't have to use a slide presentation each time. Um, if you're uh, solo presenting by yourself, then it's a good idea to have a show flow. And if you're presenting with a partner, the show flow should, I mean, the partner should have a good idea of what you're going to do in terms of show flow. Uh, the reason we do slides is because we want to stick to the content. We don't want to feel like we're disorganized going into it. And, and depending on the topic, I'd say, you know, we try to split them up as much as we can, but it really depends on the content. Shelly does the digital marketing content really, really well. So she gets the slides ready. We have a standard format, as you can see on the screen. And then she lets, she shares them with me. And I know that's my signal to edit them or add them or just familiarize myself with them. But the biggest advantage is it makes sure that we're talking about the same thing. And we do it uh, in a way that complements one another, as opposed to when we're kind of just stepping on each other. Uh, we try not to do that. <laughs> so, oh, okay. So as we talked about putting together thumbnails, we use Canva 
it's an app that you can use online and they do have a free version or you can get the pro version and uh, the pro version is $12.99 a month which is still really reasonable for what you're getting it's easy to use for designs of any kind you can use it for thumbnails you can use it for brochures you can use it for presentations you can use it for any kind of design work that you can think of you can do it on canva uh, we use we like to start off with a thumbnail template. As you can see, our news and views um, thumbnail. We found something online on Canva that we liked and we modified it. And that's what we came up with from that. Um, it started off as a template that was already there and we just made some adjustments to it. And then if you want to resize it for a square, if you're going to be using it as a podcast uh, graphic or if you're going to put it out on social media or something it's easily easy on uh, canva to just say resize and it'll do that for you and podcasts don't call them thumbnails they call them covers cover art cover art yeah, yeah. uh and they go with a thousand by thousand uh, square the thumbnails for youtube and other uh video platforms or if you're on facebook for example are um, the 16 by 9 either 1920 by 1080 or 1280 by 720. What were we going to say? Oh, I was just reading the, the messages. Okay. Oh, it's Larry says, it's tough for me to see live shows. I live on the East Coast and work for uh, whatever. Yeah, the, the challenge with live shows is that there's, I mean, so the benefit to live shows is it means we have to spend a lot less time in post-production. We just accept what we've done. It goes uh, up as a live stream and then it's recorded hoping that, you know, the next morning you get to see it if you're on the East Coast. We always look for times that work for, uh, you know, everybody. And we've discovered that no matter what time it is, somebody will say, ah, it doesn't fit with my schedule. That's just the nature of this particular beast. And we have viewers from, you know, other parts of the world that don't, that it's, you know, we've done interviews with uh, folks, digital marketeers in Israel and uh, the UK, Australia, New Zealand. And they're, of course, in a completely different day and night time zone. So it doesn't work for everybody. But the benefit is that once we live stream it, it becomes a recording and you'll be able to see it uh, the following day. And if you feel like you're missing the communications part of it, feel free to use the comments or use some of the other contact points that we provide to you, whether it's text messages or uh, emails or uh, comments in below the description box. That's right. A show flow, we, we create show flows because they help us with our planning, with our consistency, they manage our expectations and the expectations of our audience, and they provide a good communication tool. Uh, Toby and I use the show flow and it helps us to know what we're going to be talking about at what point in the show. And we can use it during the show to say, okay, check. We've talked about that. What's next? And it uh, keeps us, you know, on task instead of running off into rabbit holes. And uh, then after the show is over, we have that uh, one place for all of our show information for that particular episode. So then we can use that to build our show notes. So I'm going to pull an example over of uh, one that we've got for tonight, for example. Uh, and you can see it's ah. what, uh, what? Oh, you're giving them early the <laughs> trivia question. Early. Ah, ah. <laughs> okay, hang on. That's why I made a picture of it. Okay, all right, hold on. Uh, I can <laughs> fix that for just a moment. Okay, does that work? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was, I loved like too much information again. TMI. Toby did it again. Okay, so this is the show flow for our show this evening. We don't use presentations. It's a looser style, and it looks very natural. We try to make it look as natural as possible, but the point is we have to keep our self-organized so that we make sure, especially me, because I can go off into Never Never Land and forget to come back. Uh, so it's good for me to have an outline that uh, enables me to work from, and we work on this. We have a blank form, basically, and then we fill it out as to the things that we want to talk about uh, over the uh, time that we're uh, doing our show uh, in the evening. So we strongly, if you'd like a, if you'd like a, a copy of this, just send uh, send me an email to uh, support at HK Media Studio. And uh, is that right? 
hgkmedia.studio. Right. Support at hgkmedia.studio. And I will send yeah. you a copy of one of ours that you can use uh, for yourself anytime that you want to build one. Right. Karen Warner in the house from Florida. Is she on vacation? Are you on vacation, Karen? Okay. So uh, we showed you a sample show flow and another one that might it might start with music and show introduction, which you hear uh, us do because ours goes to podcast. So we want to make sure we have that nice, clear intro about who, what the show is, what it's called, who are the hosts, you know, who it's for and what it's about. And we put that at the beginning of the show so that uh, people who are coming to the live show, well, they've got a couple of minutes to get there once they've got the notification that it's starting um, while all of that's playing. And then when people are listening to it on the podcast, it's that podcast opening that they're expecting. So it brings them into the podcast. Then uh, we start with an open chat to say hello, you know, to each other and to, to our audience. And then um, I've pulled this sample show flow from my Women Conquer Business show, uh, Jen and I like to talk about breaking news in content creation or digital marketing. Then we move into our training and tomorrow we'll be talking about content creation and uh, content marketing and what that is. And uh, then after the training, we'll have a CTA, you know, call to action, what we want you to do or what would be a good next step for you if you want to take that next step, like, purchasing our book or uh, reading another blog post or uh, watching a different video that has a more in-depth um, explanation of something we covered very quickly. And then we move into tweaks and tools or in the case of our news and views show, we do a trivia question and do a giveaway. And then we like to end with inspiration. Uh, so everybody is lifted and feeling good and happy at the end of the show. That's, I think it's important for us as well, right? Not only to have these positive things, but know that they're not only positive for our audience, but they're positive to, to us. Because when it comes to news and views, we sometimes have to talk about things that are, just aren't pleasant to talk about, but you want to finish on a high, <laughs> yeah. you know, as opposed to being yeah. depressed the rest of the night. Try to find some good news. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Karen says she's visiting with her mom down in FLA. Oh, very good. So how do we use our show flow? Uh, we use a shared Google Doc so that we can both make um, additions or, you know, edits to it. We fill it in during the week before the show starts. We'll start plugging things in. And uh, as they come up, for instance, I've read a couple of good blog posts this week. So I added those links to my Women Conquer Business show flow with Jen so that she she and I can talk about those blog posts and what we found in them, and then we can share the link in our show notes. Um, we complete complete it during and after the show. So uh, we might stick something in there and talk about something that we didn't think of earlier, put it into the show flow so we don't forget to add it to our show notes. Then uh, we'll add those links, as I spoke about, um, and timestamps. So that's what I do in post-production. I'll, you know, any links that, uh, anything that came up that that we didn't have a link for before, I'll grab that link and put it in the show notes and then uh, create timestamps for our video so we can add that to the description box and break our show up into chapters. Segments, chapters. Mm -hmm. The other thing nice about putting this time steps in is YouTube has taken to, uh, once you put the time steps in, it forms little boxes along the bottom of the uh, description box. So you can just select those boxes to do it. And all you have to do is kind of set the time and it does the rest for you. They've made some nice improvements in that area. Yeah. Did you talk about uh, use for show notes? Yeah, we use it for show notes. Uh, you, As you complete all of your uh, show flow notes, you can take all of that, put it into your show notes for that week, and then you just start over again for the next one. Now let's talk about adding extras, fun little, fun little things you can add to your show to add interest, um, more excitement for viewers. Start with the basics. When you're putting out a new show, the, the most important part is that you have your basics, you know, your, the show name, um, you know, the, the time and the date and what it's about and who it's for. Then once you've 
started to get into the flow with it, then you can start to adjust it, right? So we went, we started off with calling our show headlines, then headlines and conversations, and now it's news and views. Um, and we're just keep updating. We updated the, uh, the thumbnail banner. Uh, it was the coffee cups. And now we've moved to the microphone and it's purple. And uh, it's just a little bit more exciting and dynamic. So uh, we just keep tweaking it a little bit each week until we get to where we want you know, where we're really happy with it. Uh, we like to do segment transitions in some of our shows. We did this a lot with a gypsy's kiss. Mm -hmm. I do it on uh, women conquer business. We'll have sound effects when we make a new transition. Oh, now we're going to talk about training. So I'll hit a button on the roadcaster and it makes a sound and we move into the next segment. Uh, or you can use short videos or GIFs. You can pop up on the screen. How about showing us a, a GIF? I think we have one in the branding uh yeah there you're we ready go. for this yeah let's see what that looks like <laughs> okay that's good so may the fourth be with you today's <laughs> may the fourth star wars day as some people call it it's also my uh, wedding anniversary 38 years thank you very much <laughs> um so but those little kind of gifts and transitions and sound effects and all of that is fun for the audience keeps you on track and it's and then once you've done it a few times it just becomes habit and and it's and it's just easy to do so my total number of years married doesn't add up to that no <clears throat> you can also get freebies from Streamyard. why don't you show them do we have a i didn't i didn't load it oh i didn't put them in there we do have some uh, music. We have some music. So, StreamYard gives us some free things, like uh, background music. Um, why don't you show them the over, one overlay that we did, that we have, the little Star Wars figure. Oh, okay. So, yeah, we can put something down in the little corner there. Uh, you, as you see, our we have a logo up in the top right so because we use Streamyard, we can have these little extra oh, little extras yeah. um so once you go to the next so this is behind the scenes of Streamyard. um some of the fun things that you can uh do with Streamyard. as you can see uh you can put up your your name in a in a bubble that's either got you know round or it could be square or however you like it to look you can put your logo up there uh, you can add in some overlays and some short videos for your intro and your outro. And StreamYard makes this really easy to do. And you can make, create a, a different screen for every brand. So um, we, have, we have one for M&M. We have one for um, Headlines. We have one for Women Conquer Business. We have one for Video Tarot. We have... Uh, we have, we have some for our clients. <laughs> we the, have one for holidays. <clears throat> so we have quite a quite a selection. And that gives us a chance to use different colors, different backgrounds, different intros and outros, GIFs and overlays. That's consistent every time you open that brand. So we will start uh, uh, News and Views tonight at 7 o'clock. And all I have to do is drop, do the uh, brand drop down. And I pick that one, and my backgrounds are different. My colors are different. It's a very cool feature yeah. of the StreamYard. So you can adjust uh, how your name looks on the screen. You can you can add scrolling text very easily. Uh, comments. We can bring up people's comments onto the screen and uh, highlight those so that everybody gets okay. to read them along with us. Uh, Karen Werner says the weather is great, 92 degrees in uh, Florida. And we can also put in videos. So... Um, as you saw earlier, we showed a video using this. Okay. Let me, oops, let me turn off this banner. Next, we can talk about Descript. Descript is another program that we use. We use it for transcription, for editing, and for audiograms. And uh, transcription is basically you put the audio into the program and it 
writes out all the words and it tells you who said what, you know, you can assign speakers to it. So it looks kind of like a script when it's done transcribing and it only takes a few minutes. It's very good product, uh, very comprehensive. Editing is kind of cool because if you don't know much about editing, all you have to do is edit the script. You know, if, if it's not the correct word, there's ways to change it if you want to cut pieces out because it wasn't what you wanted to say you can do that and lastly uh we create audiograms and there's an audiogram in there you want to show mm -hmm. sure. um i do want to say about uh, descript is it is a transcription tool designed for people who are working with both audio and video one of the, shelley mentioned several nice pieces about it if you wanted to move uh, one paragraph from one place to another, it not only moves it in the transcription, it moves it in the audio as well. So you use the transcript as a way to edit your audio, saving a lot of time. Plus you can produce all these other cool things with it. This is what is referred to in the industry as an audiogram. And basically with Descript, you highlight it and um, you highlight the text and you add a couple of pictures and it does this for you. Not playing. Oh, because you didn't enable the uh, audio. Find it and then conquer it so we can move forward. Most of the time, she can tell when I'm procrastinating and I can tell when she's procrastinating. Recognize those signs. This is fear hiding underneath the procrastination, the lack of clarity, the difficulty making decisions, asking other That's people, can't you do this for me? So as you can see, you can create the background in Canva, uh, turn it into a little video. You can do that in Canva. I like to take it uh, and put it through Movie Studio real quick uh, to make it the 60 second long one, which just makes it that much simpler. Then I put that up in Descript and adjust the wording to the way I like it. And I have an audiogram. It's pretty um, and we use the square format for social media like Instagram and Facebook and a couple of others. Yeah. But one other very nice feature of um, uh, Descript is you can record your voice. It, it, I haven't done this, Shelly has done it and used it. Um, you, they give you a, a bunch of text paragraphs and you read them into Descript. And it takes that and it builds your voice. It builds a model of your voice in it. So if you ever have a, a transcript uh, that's working from an audio, from, a, from something that you, from some audio that you make, and you realize that you've forgotten something, you can type it into Descript, and it uses artificial intelligence to take that and the uh, uh, archive of your voice, and it creates new audio for you from that archive of your voice. It is a really, really neat feature. That's true. How can we acknowledge and conquer Oops. that? That's <laughs> hidden. How can we? There we, go. there we go. So let's get into guest protocols. If you are having a guest on your show, then uh, you're first going to have to find guests. There's many ways to do that. We have used Podmatch. Uh, we found people through Facebook, and we found people by just knowing them as collaborators, people who are doing the same type of work that we are, and we invite them onto the show. Next, you want to schedule them to be on the show. So you'll give them a scheduling app link. We use um, Once Hub right now, but I think we're switching over to TidyCal pretty soon. <laughs> TidyCal. Uh, we've used Calendly in the past. So they're all very similar, but they make your life that much easier. And they do have free versions. So if, uh, you know, if you have, if you have, guests that you're scheduling on your show definitely get a scheduling app and just give them the link to schedule then ask them to fill out an application to gather information about them so that would just be their contact information and any links that they want to have in the show notes and lastly and most importantly is the talent release if you have somebody on your show and you're recording them get a talent release before the recording get them to sign a talent lease release before recording. The reason you want to do that is if you record them and then later they say, take it down, I don't want it up there, and they didn't sign a release, then you don't have any recourse. 
you don't have a way to say, well, that's my content and I can do what I want with it because they didn't sign a release. So you have to do what they say. So um, Karen is asking, can you also use that for, for photography? And I think she's talking about Canva. Mm -hmm. uh, Canva is a template-based tool. And the idea is that, uh, let's say, for example, you have a thumbnail that you want to create for your next YouTube video. You select the thumbnails, and it has photography with it. But when you click on that, uh, you can just say, that's the one I want to use, that template. And you have a collection of photos that you want to use. They provide you a significantly sized collection of photos. And you can list it by topic. So if I wanted to look at uh, attorney, right? I was going to make a show about attorneys. Uh, it gives me all those options. And all I have to do to replace the one that's in there is drag it over and it fits into it. That's not actually a good one because it's kind of a, let's see, something that's over to the side. Yeah, yeah let's see. That works. Uh, so it fits cranky. in. <laughs> okay. Bring it into the corner. I mean, bring one into the corner there. There we go. There go. So it fits in real nice. And then, of course, you can change the text and things like that. So uh, you you are allowed to do your own uploads. So if you have something that you want to use in the photograph, again, all you have to do is drag it over and it uh, fits it in there. So it, it, I, I wouldn't say it's not a replacement for Photoshop as much as it is, it's a replacement for Illustrator because that's what it enables you to uh, do. Um, so I want you to ask this, answer this question from for KPro. So many features, I have no idea. I am, let's see, but how easy are these features for those very tech challenged? It, if you can do a Zoom call on your computer, you can do all of these things. Right, yeah, now it, it, you're, you're gonna have to take, I'm gonna say two hours just to sit down and explore all of the options for you. But the more options you get comfortable with, the better it is. You know, you've, I've seen your guys' shows where you're very comfortable with the idea of pulling up a presentation and going through it. Uh, but sometimes you wanna add a video or sometimes you wanna add a audiogram and you wanna know where to put that so you don't have to go looking for it on your desktop. So uh, it's not, we had the benefit of, you know, five years working at this through every possible variation of a streaming tool, including some that were on the desktop and some in the cloud. We settled on StreamYard for a couple of reasons. Number one was the price, although people think it's expensive. It's a, it's a subscription of, uh, we have the pro uh, version, which is uh, $49 a month. Uh, secondly, all the features that it has. And thirdly, they're constantly making improvements. Uh, to uh, the application. And so, uh, and they have a great Facebook page. Uh, the Facebook page is always up to date. Every time they make an improvement, they, they have a video on Facebook to tell you what the improvement was. Uh, they allow you to post your shows, your upcoming streams on the Facebook page. So other people who might not be familiar with your work get to see it. And, and so it's just a wonderful tool if what you've, if what you've said your, to yourself is, I, I want to live stream. I want to be a live streamer. Uh, there's no, no better product uh, for this to be able to do that with. Now, I do want to make a point regarding, I'm going to go over here. I'm going to drag a window over here. So this is Livecast Live where we keep all our content. It's the way that you basically find us. It's livecast.live. But whenever we uh, have a person contact us and say they want to be a guest, we send them to this link right here which collects all their information, registers a guest, their name, a little bit of bi their biography, title, and website. And that's a minimum that you want to get from them so that you understand who they are and so that when you present them, uh, you do a good job of helping the audience to understand who they are. Um, they all, in here, we ask them to put their social media links, but the, the most important piece of all this is the what they call the podcast guest agreement and release. Shelly and I come from the film industry, and for us, it's known as a talent release. Oh, okay. It's known as a talent release, and I was talking with a friend uh, yesterday who's, who's thinking about having us do some work for her, <clears throat> and she told me a story. She's a family sailor, 
she's actually written a book, and that's how we're going to help her. She's written a book, uh, 400-page book on sailing with your family. And this is big sailing. Cat, you know, 45-foot catamaran, uh, the Bahamas, the Caribbean, uh, and places in between. And um, are you going to take that away from me? <laughs> You're not going to use it yet. Okay. And uh, she hired, so she became kind of the, I don't want to say the queen, she wouldn't like me to call her that, but she became kind of the focal point for all of these other sailing family, families that were gathering together. And she thought, wouldn't this make a great documentary? So she hired a professional videographer, brought him on the boat, had a meeting in the Bahamas with all these other uh, sailing families, invited the women to come on board. And they had this wonderful conversation about you know, their experiences with sailing and families. She recorded each one of them. She asked their questions. The videographer had a, uh, a an assistant and he had a second camera. They did all this work. And I think they, I think she said they ended up with 20 hours worth of footage that she was going to edit down. And about three days after she had done this, one of the women contacted her and said, it, it, I just heard you're turning this into a documentary. And she said, yeah, that's, I mean, that's what it was all about. You know, that's why we got together. And she said, I, I don't want that. I, I don't want to be in a documentary. And uh, because she, this was kind of a group thing, she was in a lot of the shots. So if she didn't want to be there, you had two uh, options, of course. You could cut out all the footage in which she was in, even though she may not be speaking, or you can blank out her face, even though she may not be speaking. Either way, there wasn't a good option for, for this. And my first question was, well, you did get a talent release, didn't you? And she said, no, that she hadn't asked any of them for a talent release. So that puts you behind the wall of, you can't do anything with that footage. The same is true if you're live streaming and you're turning it into a podcast, and then you're turning the podcast into a transcription, and then you're turning that into a book. You want to make sure that every guest you have on your show or everybody who's going to become a part of that has signed a talent release in order for you to be able to use it. And as Shelly can show you here, you can't, unfortunately, can't read it on that. Oh, are you ready to go back? There you go. Uh, screen. So it's very small print. Go to livecast.life and then uh, guest intake, right? Register as a guest. And you'll see the trans, uh, I'm sorry, the talent release that we have them sign. And basically it protects us from them saying, oh, I didn't know you were going to put me in a book. When Shelly and I did that, uh, when we interviewed the 18 women in podcasting at the She Podcast Conference, uh, when they sat down, we asked them to fill out a form that had their name, phone number, email address, their website, all of those things, and then read and sign a talent release. Now, because they're podcasters, there was no one that said, I'm sorry, I can't sign a talent release. If someone says to us they can't sign a talent release, we cancel them as a guest, basically. We don't, it leaves us no options. There is no nice in between signing a talent release and, and not signing one. There's no well, you can be on our show, but we're not going to do anything with it. That that doesn't happen. So we make sure they sign a talent release if they are somehow offended by it. Anybody who's in our industry should know that there's an expectation to sign a talent release. I don't know that we've ever had anybody turn us down. I'm sure that over our careers, we have had, but I don't remember them. Um, and it's just important to get it, especially if you have other plans for all of that content. And we have, you know, multi-layered plans for all the content. Um, some documentarians don't use releases. Do they uh, have a risk? Absolutely. They seem to think they can use the video recordings with no releases. Are they required? If, so here's kind of the rule of the thing. If the material they create uh, as a result of making the documentary, for example, if uh, the material they create is put either into the public domain or if it becomes a commercial product, um, they have to have talent releases. Otherwise, they put themselves at risk of just one person in that doc documentary saying that I didn't give you permission to do that. Uh, and so the first thing that you'll get, you, this is there's a process to this. The first thing you'll get 
is a letter from an attorney, uh, cease and desist letter saying, take it down. We didn't agree. Our client didn't agree to do that. And, and then telling you what the, what the uh, uh, effects are going to be if you don't do that. The second thing will be you'll be served, process served with a, um, a letter of petition saying that there's a suit filed against you. And uh, the court, the courts always side, uh, are always on the side of the individual who didn't sign the talent release, for lack of a better way. I'll give you another example. Excuse me. <coughs> when I first came back to New Mexico, I was, uh, I was asked to do a documentary on the wardrobe of La Conquistadora. That's a long story. She's a, a statue that lives in, in Santa Fe at the uh, cathedral. And one of the people I interviewed was the Domo Mayor, the head of the association of the La Conquistadora Society. And he spoke with a very, he was, you could tell he had spoken Spanish all his life. And he spoke his English, not only with a strong Spanish accent, but with some of the pronunciations that you wouldn't normally use. He signed, like all the other people that I interviewed in that documentary, he signed a talent release. And when it was first played, when they had the first showing at the uh, Museum of Spanish Colonial Arts, he asked, he came up to me and he said, I would like you to take my uh, interview out. And it was my opinion that his interview was critical to this, that it was a really important part of what this was. And my first reaction was to say, um, I'm sorry, you signed the talent release. You gave me permission to use this material. My second reaction, because I'm a soft touch, was this makes him sad. It hurts him. And I don't want to have a product out there that hurts him. So I took it out. And it was disappointing because he was the most important person in that uh, in that organization, uh, This the organization that supports the uh, uh, La Conquistadora, but I also didn't want to some. I didn't want to have that kind of karma on my, uh, on my. Uh, I need as much good karma as I can get. That was one of the ones. And and so it's always a, you know, it was always it's always a personal decision. You always decide do you want to fight this or not. Um, uh, when somebody says that to you, in my friend, the one that I spoke to this week, she didn't have a choice because the woman was all over that video. And it made it really difficult. So now she has 20 hours worth of video that uh, she can't use. That's right. And in the case of our book, Women in Podcasting, we interviewed 18 different women who we told right up front, okay, this is going to be a podcast. This is going to be a book. And we had them sign the release. So they were informed and they were on board before we ever started the interview. And that's the best way to do it. Yeah. And like I said, I've never, I've done, I don't know, over 100 documentaries. Uh, tens of thousands of interviews for publication, eventual uh, publication in some way or form. And I have never had anybody say to me, I'm sorry, I can't sign that talent release. Yeah. As long as they know what they're getting into, yeah, that's the important exactly. part. We published yeah. a book on Amazon called Livecast Life, the Content Creator Lifestyle. And part of that lifestyle is performing at a high level to attract an audience. Using all of the bells and whistles will come over time. Uh, but it could be something that you have as a vision, right? I want to do a show like this show, right? You see somebody's show and you see some things they're doing and you want to do it too. So that can be your vision and you can get there. Please do sign up for our email list to get on our weekly personalized updates. You'll get helpful information and links for shows, behind the scenes photos, free offers for training in books, digital marketing news and insights. And you can get that at news.agkmedia.studio. Kpro, uh, uh, do me a favor and send a text message to, you have my phone number, send me a text message with your address. I, I don't have it. And I'll send you one of the uh, women in podcasting book. Yeah. Uh, uh, Copper, we are doing the uh, fan content at um, 7, 7 p.m. Yeah. So if you're going on at 6, we'll be on at 7. All right? And that's our show for today, Livecast Lifestyle. Why your live stream video isn't attracting viewers. It's Shelly Carney and Toby Eunice. And may the force be with you. <laughs> the we have put up a little bitmojis to share with you today. Yeah. 
you like your bit i like you i i have a crush on your bit emoji yeah oh, really Same. Cute. <laughs> okay i can get rid of that and do i need anything over here is there no. anything else it's on presentation oh. mode so okay that's all we have for today on how to put together your live stream show to attract viewers and all the fun bells and whistles. If you have any questions or you'd like to learn more, please email us and our email is scrolling across the bottom. You can send something to support at agkmedia.studio or support at messagesandmethods.com. Either way, it goes to the same place and we'll get it. Um, Mary Green says, forgot you were going early. Broadcast school must be a lot different now since the 70s. It started changing. <laughs> uh, it actually started changing in the 2010s significantly as we got progressively more digital and we got progressively more compact. Um, uh, and so it did change. And one of the best experiences I had was when I'm, uh, can I tell the story? Let me see. When I met Shelly. And I was, I got to teach a classroom full of film students how to uh, do broadcast TV. And it was an exciting experience for me, but I think it was also an exciting experience for them because that's not, they were film students. So they had never planned on learning these kinds of things. Yeah. <laughs> School is different than doing it. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, but once you've done it a few times, it's, it becomes so much easier. It's just getting over that hurdle of trying it the first time. Yeah. And we're always willing to, uh, if you're, if you want to spend an hour, uh, and I've had friends do this, they'll call me and they say, you know, could you just show me what you're using? And, uh, we, we're very open to spending an hour with anyone and, uh, and walking them through some of these tools in more detail, especially StreamYard. StreamYard, is the kind of thing that when you first open it, it can be very intimidating, but within an hour, you're playing with it and you realize you can't do any damage. You just can't. Yeah, because you know. there is a practice mode where right. you can just record and then you can go back and look at your recording and you can analyze what you liked, what you didn't like, and then you're ready for when you want to hit that go live button. And, and the other thing too, is you don't have to go live with StreamYard. You can use all the same features and simply make a recording. So if you don't want to be live on your channel, but you do want to make a recording of something that's important to you, whether it's a hobby, an avocation, an interest, you know, wherever you are, you don't have to stream. You, you can produce a recording. This StreamYard automatically produces an audio um, and, a, and a video from uh, the live stream. So if you don't want to live stream, you can do it that way and you have an audio for your podcast or a video to upload to your uh, video platform of choice, whatever it is. So It'll also do a premiere for you. So if you do want it to go to six, seven, eight different places at the same time, but you want to record it rather than do it live, you can do that as well. Wow, Daily Agenda. I haven't seen you in a while, Daily. Uh, we will be back on at seven o'clock with news and views. So if in you want an hour. In one hour, Copper Dan's going on We're at gonna six. We're going to close this show down. And... So. And are you ready? I'm going to turn off my banner, go to brand. and. Thanks for watching today on Messages and Methods and learning more about live streaming. If you have further questions, you can get our book, Livecast Life, at book.livecast.life. And uh, you can learn about it there. And if you go through the book um, in the first few few pages, you're going to find some free downloads that are going to give you some checklists to help you get through everything. So that's a really good way to get started. And um, the book is organized in 19 chapters. I always get this number wrong. Yeah. And each chapter is represented by a, a video that's part of a playlist that we give you a link to so you can you can read along with the, watching the playlist and kind of get a double dose of of instruction. It's good instruction. We worked really hard at making sure that we covered a lot of territory. So feel free to do that. Also, when you go to Amazon to buy it at book.livecast.life, uh, there's a paperback version and um, Kindle version. And this week, my friend here has said she wants to make the Audible version as well. So well, that's right. We're going to do that too. Yeah. It's gonna, we're going to start that process this week. That's right. Okay. Okay. Hasta so we'll luego. Go. We'll see you at seven. Thank you for joining Messages and Methods Livecast Live 2.0, hosted by Shelley Carney and Toby Eunice. 
Please subscribe and leave a comment or question, and we'll consider your ideas for future shows. Share this podcast with your family and friends so they can learn about current digital marketing practices too. Check the show notes for links and resources, and please come back again next week.